0: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hey, y'all. Daris Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music
1: a anyway, toned-down introduction because, again, we are scared of waking our neighbors in a hotel during D23 Expo. Very amusing! Your one-stop shop for the stories, secrets, and shenanigans of a popcorn-fueled theme park journalist. I'm Carly Wiesel, and it is day two of D23 Expo. Actually, we're, we're in the bridge between day two and day three, but we are going to get deep in the swing of things of everything that happened on day two prior to what's going to happen on day three, which we're also going to talk about. Uh, This episode, we're going to basically play it fast and loose. Mostly because, I'm not going to lie to you, my hotel room smells like eggs from the bag of hard-boiled ones in my mini-fridge. I know, that's on me. Full responsibility taken. And also because we are recording this, mm, let's just say not too many hours before the parks panel. So you girls gotta hit the hay before the biggest day of D23 Expo. I will also add that, there was an error on the podcasting website last night and I couldn't upload it, but it looks like I'm trying to open it now. It is happening again tonight. So I I pray you hear this and this isn't like, um, I've only seen 10 minutes of it, but this isn't like The Martian where, uh no, his messages got out in The Martian, right? Yeah. I only, again, I watch most things because Ben is watching them if they're not sitcoms. <laughs> so uh, ignore that reference because I really don't know what I'm talking about in terms of The Martians. I know The Martian. I think he just grew plants on Mars. Who cares? Not a Disney property. Maybe it is. Don't understand 20th Century Fox. Anyway, let's get back to it. We're going to recap the highlights of today and discuss the disappointments because there were a few, and you know your girl's honest. And then we're going to do a little guessing game for what Josh tomorrow's Sunday Expo presentation could hold. Now, today's itinerary was stacked. I did three panels back to back to back, and I'm not kidding, like back to back to back, went back and forth and did not see anything else. I started with the Studio Showcase, which was 20th Century Fox, or I'm sorry, 20th Century Studios, which is what you're supposed to call them, Marvel and Lucasfilm. Then I went to the 30th Anniversary Muppets Christmas Carol panel, (laughs) which we're going to talk about. And then after that, I went to Disney-branded television, which myself and my colleagues were like, "What? what is that? And basically, it means anything that wasn't covered in the other two studio panels. The first panel of the day, as I mentioned, was this studio showcase. And just as an aside, to like give you a glimpse into what it's like, it's very stressful for non-reporters to get in, like the mass D23 Expo audience. If this year, the way it worked was that you, uh, you select your favorites, and then some people got got into panels some people didn't so they had to wait in the standby line. I woke up to oh woke up opened Twitter and it was a tweet about how people weren't supposed to line up in the middle of the night and they did and they got in and the queue was full immediately so this type of stuff happens all the time it feels like for this for the panel that then Marvel and or Star Wars is part of they're together this year I cannot remember before the pandemic if they were or were not but anyway I just remember people used to sleep underneath the convention center, sleep all night on the floor to get into these panels. So these are a big deal and it is really, really hard to get in and they don't live stream. So there's really no way to see them Um, for media. We apply in advance. And then um, we're granted access, or there's a standby queue, and we get these wristbands. And for some reason, it just stresses me out so much, because this is the one that I was really, really most excited for, and I was so stressed going in. But we got in, and uh, and it wasn't wasn't exactly what I was hoping. It wasn't exactly what I was hoping, hoping for. So and the reason I'm giving you this background about the media end of it is because... I was under the impression that, and this is going to go somewhere, I promise, um, that in the media area, you can use laptops, you can use phones the whole time, um, and that generally speaking for the audience, um, there's like no photos, no phone use. That's kind of the vibe I thought it was going to be. But when I got there, and this is the reason I'm not going to do a full mini review of every single trailer, is because when I got there, the rules are actually, which I realized day one, the rules are actually that... We can be on our laptops, we can be on our phones, we can take pictures, but when something is on screen, when the lights go down, your phone has to be off, your laptop screen has to be dark, you cannot be doing anything. And when things are on screen, that's the stuff you want to be taking notes about to relay back to y'all. Like, that's the trailers, that's the clips, that's all the stuff I want to discuss. However, uh, I have a terrible short-term memory, and I couldn't take notes during any, (laughs) couldn't type notes during any of these trailers and clips. So, uh it's eh, know your limits, people (laughs) like mine is relaying information that is not actively written down. So unfortunately, um, Because my brain is mush, I cannot even remember my hotel room number and I've been here for three nights. I sadly cannot do things like describe the trailer of Echo from memory. I was hoping to do that. I thought we could typeity type the whole time. But sadly, uh, my brain is just like a pile of marble sloshing around in my skull. And so (laughs) I cannot give you full context for everything. But I think that's going to be okay, especially because half of this panel, Star Wars, is just not what I cover. So we're going to get real in and out of this real quick. Um... I don't cover anything Star Wars beyond the theme parks. I'm not going to pretend to. I know who Pedro Pascal is. I think he's an adorable gift to humankind. But do I know what a Mandalorian is? I do not. (laughs) I do not. And that is why D23 Expo is great. Because it really opens your eyes to how many different kinds of Disney fans there are. And that you will find your people, your community, in different breakout panels. For me today, it was the Muppets. I'm not a Star Wars person. I found my home elsewhere. So in terms of Star Wars, just... From the top level, we really didn't see that much footage, uh, and there was also no news about a movie. I don't know what's going on over there at Lucasfilm because again, I don't really cover them. But why are there no movies? Why did they seemingly scrap the movies that were slated? As Matt Bellany from Puck News said, th- they're not announcing anything here. They didn't. He was dead on. Uh, but where we- are the movies? Where the mo- I want to see a star. I wanna- I always go to see the Star Wars movies. I don't watch the TV shows. So. I would I would love a movie. Um, I'm sure a Star Wars fan out there, pl- call into the Churros hotline and let me know, because I could always learn more about Lucasfilm. And uh, because it's not my franchise of expertise, we'll just move on from there. We saw the highlight of that was seeing the trailer for the new Indiana Jones film. And I gotta tell you, it looks really good. Uh, there's a portion where Harrison Ford is riding a horse through the subway? Like was riding, it was either like down the stairs or down a platform. And I was like, "Mm, is this dude really riding a whole horse (laughs) through through a dirty subway? And then the next clip was Harrison Ford on a horse riding towards a subway train. So I don't know what city they were in. It looked very much like the Manhattan, New York transit system. But... I cannot wait to see what that is. We also got to see him wielding a whip, which was very fun, and like a table of a bunch of people. Again, don't know who they are. It was a lot of quick clips. And he uses the whip, and then they all pull out guns at him, which I think was (laughs) very funny. But I need to see this trailer again ASAP. I actually don't know if they dropped it, because a lot of this stuff, it's a bit odd, really, that you you go to you go to this expo a lot of people are paying the vast majority of people here are paid attendees. You go and you see a clip and then it's online like ten minutes later and That is a little weird to me that some of the benefit of what you 're seeing it's not like an exclusive look at a at a franchise you love it 's something you can 't see it's going to be online later, which just feels a little strange to me. Again, I'm not like a convention person. I don't go to Star Wars celebration, uh, which Brooke McDonald told me. They, they showed footage of stuff that they did not show here. And it was also longer footage and more secretive stuff that has not been released. That's kind of what I'm about, but they did not do that here, which seems a little odd. Um, Indiana Jones trailer. Sorry. You can hear me type bitty type. Boop, boop, boop. Um, Is this already out Uh, okay, I don't know, uh, but my internet is not loading fast enough for us to find out. So, anyway, regardless, that was fun. Phoebe Waller-Bridge was there on stage. She's so cool. Uh, And that was great. We're moving on to Marvel, which is what I was most excited for. And it kinda delivered? Kind of? Now, the opening moment... (laughs) Was fully bonkers. They did a full Broadway style stage production of Rogers the Musical, like full on live music, live performers, live singing. And there was such a high caliber talent as part of it, but it was so goofy because of what it is. It's supposed to be like a kind of like a parody. And then here it was being presented within the Disney bubble at the Marvel panel. So it was a really great start and really, really funny. And from there, uh... Uh, not what I was hoping for from the Marvel panel today. No, here's the deal. I believe that if we are in the room where it's happening, so to speak... I want to see a major casting announcement. I want to see a phase five reveal. I, like you, want all of the time and hours I have invested into watching this programming on Disney+, Plus, watching every recap video, watching Easter eggs, all that kind of stuff. The true fans are in the house for this. The true Marvel fans. And keep in mind, Star Wars has its own convention. Marvel, you know, they do stuff at San Diego Comic-Con, but this is their house. This is Disney's expo. And I really expected all of that effort, all of that fandom, all of that attention to pay off in a big moment right here on Disney soil. And they kind of biffed it. I mean, I walked away not really being... I was impressed by what I saw, but I wasn't like, wow, I got to see something special. Because we really kind of did it beyond the musical. It's... And here's the thing. One of the flaws of Disney's expo is that this thing, There's this thinking that we need to see a revolving door of celebrities on stage more than footage from these franchises. Show me the clips. I don't need to see someone on stage. I know what they look like. I see them in a movie. Show me footage. Get a CAA agent on the phone to tell us that someone isn't talks to play Susan Storm. Start some drama. Gab a little bit about mutants. Show me a good time. You know what I mean? And apart from the musical number, it was all a bit repetitive. It's really this revolving door of talent coming on stage, none of which was really that major of an announcement. And I know this is an obnoxious thing to say when these celebrities are being trotted out on stage and we had the benefit of being able to see them in person, but it's true. I mean, flying Tom Hiddleston in just to fly him immediately back when I'm pretty sure his very pregnant wife is back home really doesn't do anything for anyone. The footage did, though. The footage was great. I loved seeing stuff from Loki Season 2, but we really didn't need them to come all this way. I mean, the effort just seems a little outsized from the content that we are getting. But of the stuff we watched, the best stuff I saw, I think, was Loki Season 2, obviously huge Loki stan, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, and the Marvels. The Ant-Man Trailer we saw was truly bananas. It started with Scott Lang in the car with Hope and his daughter, uh, and he's listening to his own audiobook, which is very funny. Jimmy Woo is in a second of the trailer, which you know I love. Jimmy Woo, Bill Murray is in it, which I uh, let me google that actually. I don't know who he's playing, and I didn't have time to google it during the presentation. Quantumania. Um, oh, I guess uh, last year Bill Murray spoiled that he'd be in it, but he is going to play an old friend of Janet Van Dyne's. Intriguing. Uh, but the trailer was great. It I don't want to spoil much beyond that. I mean, you're going to see it. It's going to be inevitable. But the bit that really struck a chord with me was seeing Ant-Man and Kang, and uh, Kang, upon seeing Ant-Man, asks him, have I killed you before? Which brought me back to the Loki universe. I I felt a little like, oh my God, we're back in Loki time, which really resonated with me. I loved that show so much. So it was really nice to kind of be back there with Jonathan Majors, who was such an incredible actor. Now, the clip we saw for Loki, I don't even know how to describe it. I mean, the most important thing is that uh, Mobius I <laughs> earlier today someone read a tweet of mine and wrote back and said I thought you said Morbius which is a completely different character but Mobius and Loki are back together uh, they are side by side in a lot of the clips that we saw thank goodness but everything else I can't make sense of what we saw there's scenes in the TVA where the TVA is empty uh, there are scenes outside of the TVA one where uh, like Loki and Mobius are wearing I think tuxedos tuxedo shirts Uh, And they're in a city. I really don't know what is going to happen in season two, but I cannot wait for it. I am so, so hyped on it. And the trailer for the Marvels, was so good. I think my favorite part of it is really seeing all these different characters together. I mean, you obviously have Captain Marvel, you have Monica Rambeau, and then you have Kamala Khan, who is such a dork in the sweetest, most beautiful way. I feel like she is representative of all of us because there's more than one time, actually, there's many times in this short little trailer where she just loses her mind in the situation she's in. Captain Marvel comes to her house, her family opens the door, which if you watch the TV show of Ms. Marvel. You know her family. She freaks out when Captain Marvel arrives, when Monica's there, and it's just, it's so, it's so good. I don't want to spoil too much, but uh, she fully geeks out when she sees Nick Fury, and I feel like she's a surrogate for us. She fully, fully gets it. The only other thing I want to call out is that Julia Louis-Dreyfus, my personal hero, was there for Thunderbolts, which was really the only real announcement. But even still, it's kind of like, meh, because everyone in the cast is already a character in something else. It's not really um, an all-new story that we don't know about. It's not really like uh, bringing someone out who's going to play a new character that we didn't know they were cast as. It's kind of a, you know, gang's all here vibe, but it was great to see Julia. And, there was a She-Hulk clip that we saw. Now, I haven't talked about this much on the podcast, I don't think, but I love She-Hulk. I love She-Hulk so much. Uh, after the first episode, I was like, I don't know about this. And now I am all in. I love Jennifer. She's so funny. I am all Uh, the dialogue is incredible. I feel like it was written for me in the audience. Um, Such strong female characters, such very, very funny referential dialogue. And we saw this clip where this is a spoiler. It's going to happen at some point in the season of She-Hulk. So skip ahead like 45 seconds if you don't want to hear this. I'm going to wait for you to skip ahead. So Daredevil is going to be in She-Hulk and there's a scene between her, between She-Hulk and Daredevil. And it is a very flirty. I don't know if there's, if they've crossed over in the comics. I didn't read the comics. I don't know about that, but it it was, I mean, really ship them, want them to be a couple. Okay. If you're coming back, uh, welcome back. There are no spoilers from here. I, that was kind of, that was kind of it for the marvel panel now you see what i mean where i'm like there's not i thought we'd at least get like a like a john krasinski Rain Rangers. like i thought we'd at least get that and there was none of that like freak out clappy happy type of stuff it was just like straightforward yay we love marvel yay there's stuff coming yay we can't wait to see a lot of these characters we already know once again um i cut out early and i skipped the avatar portions because i had to get to muppets which was a brilliant move. It was brilliant. I I saw all these people coming out with boxes of 3D glasses and I was like, oh man, I really don't want to miss this because, you know, James Cameron, the way he films that movie is wild. Everyone learned how to hold their breath underwater to film this movie, which is like some real Tom Cruise stuff. So I'm already intrigued. I will be seeing this in theaters, but I had to bounce and sadly, sadly missed it. But it's okay because... The 30th anniversary panel for Muppets Christmas Carol was probably the best panel I've ever seen. This thing was executed flawlessly. It started um Nina West was the host which I didn't know and was delighted by because Nina West wasn't just hosting it she was fully a part of it which made it so much better we saw a few characters at the beginning um Kermit was there Miss Piggy was there Gonzo was there we talked they gabbed it was really funny if uh if anyone went to I'm blanking on the name of it but it was that holiday time event, that holiday ticketed event at Disneyland last winter, uh, where the Muppets were part of it. And the script for that little show was so funny. It was kind of the same thing here. Like the script was tight. I hope they put this online cause it was so good. Uh, and after they were out for a bit, then we kind of transitioned to a panel portion with people like Brian Henson and the costumer for the film. And it was so interesting because we had unheard stories, there were visuals, there were reveals. Jodie Benson came out and saying it was truly like at like like the cadence of a panel that you want where things just get better and better and better and better and better. And then at the end there was a medley with the characters which uh, uh, I mean my soul left my body during it. I was sitting quite close as part of a small miracle, which uh, was very, very, very exciting. And they were all right there, and I cannot believe they were right there. It blows my mind. I was so close to Kermit the Frog and Miss Piggy. They were just right there. I mean, they're truly, like, I'm starstruck by them. They are celebrities to me. I am just, keep in mind, I just said, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They trotted out, like, every A-list celebrity for the Marvel panel, but I don't care because Kermie was here. But that's how I feel. Also, um... I don't know if children earmuffs about how puppeteering works. I'm not sure. But I my brain will not process that there is a human element to it. To me, all I saw was Miss Piggy sitting on a nice person's shoulder. That's it. That's all my brain will let me accept and personally, I'm totally cool with it. Now, from there, I dashed over to the third and final panel of the day, which was Disney branded television, which I also don't know what that means. Essentially, it was a whole lot of everything and a mishmash of like documentaries and animation and stuff that just didn't fit the other two panels. It just fits squarely in here. Disney channel stuff, a lot of stuff that's going on Disney plus, uh, series, etc., etc. Um, A lot of it doesn't really apply to me and what I cover, except for Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem, who played right at the beginning and was very exciting. Now, I'm sure if you're a Muppets fan, you know of this, but there is going to be a TV show coming to Disney Plus. Uh, I believe it's called Muppets Mayhem, and that's why they were there, but we didn't we didn't hear from a character. We didn't see anything. I thought we'd at least get a clip if they were going to have the band there in person performing. But sadly, sadly, we got nothing. Now, I have a full thread on my Twitter account of everything from Disney branded television. It's a lot of stuff that we don't really cover here. Um, and there's also so much stuff. So I don't want to recap all of that here because it's not core Marvel, core Star Wars. But if you were interested in that, I would definitely check that out. I will have it attached to the currently pinned tweet. In my Twitter profile. Now, with all that, yeah, that's that's all we did today. And then I went to Portillo's and ate enough food for three people. Um, with all that out of the way, we are going to take a quick break and get back to the Parks panel and what we can expect from it. Stick around; we will be right. Anyone who's uttered the words Genie Plus knows firsthand that vacations require time, money, planning, energy. And if you put all that effort into enjoying your trip already, why not extend the highlights of that getaway into your everyday with Framebridge? Put that vintage Epcot ticket up in your office and give it a little personality. Surprise your kid with their favorite character's autograph immortalized on the wall of their room. To get started, head to framebridge.com, because your precious travel memories shouldn't have to stay in the past. That's framebridge.com.
0: Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music,
1: Welcome back. Now, a lot of us have been gossiping back and forth all weekend long, wondering what is going to be in the Disney parks panel on Sunday. And I forgot to mention this, which is an oops, which is what I get for recording in the middle of the night. But Marvel left a lot to the imagination because they didn't even comment on a lot of the fan favorites we were hoping for. There was no Agatha house of Harkness, no guardians of the galaxy, anything, even with a holiday special imminently on the horizon. So, after the Marvel panel, I led myself to kind of regage my expectations for this one. Based on the Disney Parks Pavilion within D23 Expo, there's some stuff I'm uh, near certain we're going to get. Starting with names of all the attractions at Fantasy Springs in Tokyo at uh, Tokyo Disney Sea at Tokyo Disney Resort, details about Hong Kong Disneyland's forthcoming Frozen themed land and ride, as well as details about Shanghai Disneyland's Zootopia themed land. But what's weird is that while this is standard for a Disney Parks and Experiences panel to discuss all of their parks globally and all of the things that are going to happen, this is the first time at D23 Expo this is going to happen as a lot of these parks are kind of closed off to American visitors right now. You can't go to Shanghai, Japan's not letting most of us in, and I believe Hong Kong does allow us, but still has a very strict quarantine for visiting guests. So while these project announcements always seem so far away and kind of like a hopeful trip for a lot of Disney fans, a bit of a dream for Americans, is definitely viewed through a different light in 2022 during the continuation of a global pandemic where even if you had the means and the time to fly over for Fantasy Springs' debut and opening date, which we might also get, you just... Currently, you just can't, you just can't, and so it's a little different, and I wonder if it's going to change the tone of the international announcements tomorrow. It is a bit of an elephant in the room, so I'm, I'm curious to see how that goes. The pavilion beyond there focuses domestically on a few key spaces. Tiana's Bayou Adventure, which will replace Splash Mountain at Walt Disney World and Disneyland, Mickey's Toontown at Disneyland, and Epcot's expansion with Moana Journey of Water and the new Walt statue coming to the park. We should be getting more details about all of those, so stay tuned. One thing that reporters look for is expansion areas of the Parks Pavilion. Basically, things that will change once the uh, expo panel happens. Things that will change within that space because now they're being revealed. So I'm curious what will happen because I didn't really see anything that can indicate new uh, models or new things like that appearing. Uh, Other stuff I'm expecting, details on the next Disney Cruise Line ship, probably a Tron opening date, details about how Disney 100 will be enacted within the park, that centennial celebration, maybe Magic Band Plus details for Disneyland, probably something about story living by Disney out in the desert, Uh, a recap of how much people love The Wish and how well it's done, yada, 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 but my opinion is that we need to hear, we really need to hear two things. One, some sort of expansion, attraction, entertainment, or capacity holder for Disneyland. Doesn't matter what it is, we need more places for these people to go. And while I know we'll get Toontown details tomorrow, and they'll have a big new attraction that will house people, which opens in 2023, there are other things that need updating and attention. There's no live show in Disney California Adventure at the moment, and that theater is a huge people eater. It can hold a large crowd, and it has not reopened since the pandemic reopenings. Over at Disneyland, Tomorrowland needs fixing. It's not an opinion, it's a fact. I was fully coming in expecting to hear grand plans for something new in the space of the carousel, old Carousel of Progress building and Autopia, which provides so much space within that area of the park. But what's weird is that they just announced a DVC lounge in that building, so I have no idea what or if anything is going to happen there. I went a little pie in the sky hoping for big ol' plans, and now I'm kind of gauging myself to accept that there may not be much big, big, big news coming out of this panel. We'll probably get one land somewhere, maybe one key attraction, but beyond that, I... I'm not sure. I've become skeptical in the past 24 hours. Over at Disney World, what I'm hoping for is just some kind of clear plan of attack to pull back audiences from Epic Universe when it opens in 2025. Because that place is coming to snatch Disney's audience. And so far, I have not heard or seen of anything that is being built at Walt Disney World to counteract an entirely new theme park. There was in Orlando Sentinel article from last week by Katie Rice that shares that Universal is putting the pedal to the metal on this park. They have thousands of workers, I'm sorry, they have a thousand workers on the project and they will have thousands and thousands more set to start. I believe the figure was somewhere around 9,000 workers. So they're going for it. If you're curious about Epic Universe updates, follow Alicia Stella. Alicia's on top of it. Truly like, like, uh, knows everything about Epic Universe is the best source for it. So definitely, definitely, definitely follow Alicia. As for tomorrow, um, I want to be wowed. I fear I won't be. Also, tomorrow means today. Parks panel is Sunday. Uh, I fear that I won't be. I'm trying to keep my expectations very straightforward, and I'm expecting more conservative news. No wild stuff being announced. Like the Marvel panel, I'm scared my expectations won't be met. So I'm going to hold back... And we will discuss everything that happens in the Parks panel on tomorrow's episode afterwards. Thank you so much for listening. Um, It's a big day tomorrow, so I'm going to go to sleep and get ready for Parks panel and my Duffy panel. Thank you again for listening and see you real soon.